Welcome to the VITU podcast. This is the podcast that helps you grow your wealth and become financially independent. My name is Beko, and part two of this great Micron episode, Sonal Shah. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Beko. Hello, VITV. Operation revitalization. <laughs> yep. Episode two on Micron. Um, if you haven't listened to the first episode, definitely check that out. We talked extensively about some of the stuff that we talked about previously, about shedding the cyclical stripes. Sonal wrote extensively about that uh, in his Seeking Alpha article. We touched high level about some of the arguments that are that are coming out from, you know, for example, Morgan Stanley report. Winter is coming. Talking about the 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 dram uh, cyclical uh, cycle and where it's peaking, where it's going, and what that means for Micron and its share price. We talked about that in the last episode, so check that out. All right, let's just uh, let's just dive right into it, Sonal. So if you could. Could you give okay. us, again, just a quick summary? I know I talked about it just now, but could you give us a quick yeah. two-bullet-point summary of the Morgan Stanley Report? Okay, so here we go. So Morgan Stanley, on August the 12th, issued a 70-page report called Winter is Coming uh, for the Digital Memory. And the 70-page report was written by 12 analysts, uh, five quants, five regional analysts, which includes coverage of Samsung and Hynix, which are also two of the um, oligopolists in digital memory, um, which basically had the entire report can be summarized into two main pillars. One, that DRAM pricing is peaking. And they believe that the peak, so although DRAM prices have been rising, they believe the peak of DRAM pricing will be in the third quarter of this year um, and, and then will stagnate and register single-digit quarterly declines in the first half of 2022. So they're basically saying this is the peak of the DRAM cycle. And as any um, investor knows in any commodity, if there is going to be a peak in the commodity in question, then you, you want to get out of the share because the earnings forecasts are going to start declining because of the lower price and lower margins to be faced in the near future. So the first point was DRAM pricing is peaking. So we, we think Morgan Stanley, you need to um, get out of Micron and they slashed the price target from 105, which is just at the end of June at, to $75, which is almost exactly what the price is now. The second point that they made was more a quantitative point, a point about um, earnings estimates and the trajectory of a share price. And the point they make is actually a very good one, that that the a share price does not reflect, the, does not mirror so much the commodity price itself as the rate of change of the commodity price, right? So when the second derivative, that is the, the, the rate of the rate of change, okay? So if the rate of change in the fourth quarter of 21 in dram pricing is lower than in the third quarter of 21, then you have a negative second 
derivative. And they're saying an, a negative second derivative is more important for Micron's trajectory than the earnings estimates. Because as they correctly point out in 2018 and 19, which was the very sharp um, peak and trough in the dram cycle, Micron started falling three months whilst earnings estimates were still rising. But investors were fo focusing on the peaking out in the price of DRAM rather than in the rising earnings estimates. And, and, and here, a very critical distinction needs to be made between spot and contract pricing. Um, spot pricing is what you see on the market and contract pricing is what Micron has with its large customers such as Apple that buys memory for its laptops and phones or NVIDIA that buys it for its GPUs. But the spot pricing is far more visible because it's the PC DRAM that you can buy, the memory kit that you can buy to upgrade your PC. So Morgan Stanley is making a point that they're seeing a peaking out in PC DRAM prices and this is a precursor to the down cycle of overall DRAM. So that is basically the, the crux of their report. Mm -hmm. The two points, uh, the two points. So do you think that there is, you know, we talked some, uh, we talked a bit about this in the last episode. What is the merit yeah. of their argument? Yeah, okay, so it, it, it has enormous merit, okay? Because if you look at the last cycle, as I, as I kind of said earlier, um, it sounds paradoxical that the share price would be falling when earnings estimates are rising, right? It sounds, but that's exactly what happened in the last cycle. Micron peaked at $62 in May, um, in, uh, in May 2018, whilst earnings estimates continued to rise up to September 2018. So you had rising earnings estimates for the next fiscal year, which was fiscal 19, but a declining share price. And, and that was because people were more focused on the spot price of DRAM, which was a, a leading indicator to the profitability of Micron um, further out. So for four months, you had Micron going from 62 to uh, $47 or something. It fell by 27% whilst earnings were rising. So... The, 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 the investment merit of Morgan Stanley is absolutely right that one should be wary of what investors are were worried about. They're not as worried. When, when, when pricing is falling, they will be more focused on the falling future prices than they will be in the rising current earnings trend. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, as a result, get out of Micron now. Okay, and if you look at the 2018 and 19 cycle, they are entirely correct mm -hmm. that a, 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 an early exit was handsomely rewarded. Yeah, because by, because by by the time earnings peaked, earnings forecast peaked and started coming down, Micron had already lost a quarter of its value. Right, I think the another way to look at this is you know as the earnings are going up. Share prices are falling because share prices are mirroring 
basically the spot price trend in the market. What that means is you're going to have you are you are going to witness uh, incredible PE multiple compression, right? Price is exactly. price is going down, so you know a numerator and the denominator is uh, earnings, which is going to go up. Hi. So you're you're going to see PE yeah. multiple compression as we are entering. Yeah. I mean, this is from that from that perspective as we are entering the winter, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and to, to support their argument, Micron is now in the cheapest 10% of stocks on the S&P 500, right? Based, it's on, forward based, PE. On, based on forward PE. Yeah. Exactly. So precisely as Beko says, you have this massive compression in the PE because the price is coming down, whereas the earnings are going up. At, at the current, but, the, but, but investors are looking at the declining earnings a year out because they all fear a collapse in the pricing of Tran. So Micron is a very confusing stock at the moment and only makes sense now to me on having read the Morgan Stanley report on why Micron is now one of the cheapest shares on a forward PE basis in the S&P 500, right? Because of the future decline in dram pricing. So their entire argument, both the, the, the fundamental view and the quantitative view is predicated on we are, the, the dram cycle is going to peak in third or fourth quarter 21, which is either this quarter, um, yeah, this quarter basically, in the fourth quarter of 21, and begin to decline in 2022, mm -hmm. okay? And they say that there's going to be a supply glut and there's lots of, you know, 70 pages has lots of other um, information, but th those are the two central tenets of their report. Mm -hmm. So I think that, I think this is a good segue to talk about the, you know, the, I mean, obviously the crux of the, all of this is the spot price of DRAM. Where is that going to go? That, right. that exactly. basically is the, the compass. Yeah for all of this. Yeah, absolutely. So let's absolutely. let's go let's go to let's go to this topic which is you know the inventory out in the market because you talk you talk some about that in your in your article, right? The global PC sales yeah. have gone up. Therefore, exactly. if you look at the or you know exactly. the, the, right. the the manufacturers, you know there's a sort of um they've built up the inventory. Talk us inventory. through talk yeah. us through what you mean by that. Okay, okay, so what Morgan Stanley is saying, uh, correctly saying, is DRAM spot pricing peaked in May and since May has been coming down, mirroring Micron's share price, okay? And basically they're saying that we had a surge in PC sales in the first quarter and in the second quarter, or less of an extent, but we've had a massive spike in PC sales um, as people were forced to stay home and upgraded their PCs um, and people needed to work from home. So they bought, you know, a, a better laptop. We've had a spike in PC sales. Okay. And they're absolutely right that th there has been this spike. As, as OEM... So, um, brands like HP and Lenovo and, and uh, Acer saw DRAM pricing rising, 
they decided to buy as much as they could in the first quarter of 2021 in the fear that prices would continue to rise in the second quarter. So they basically pre-bought and in increased their inventory of DRAM in the fear that they would have to pay more for it in the second quarter. What's also happened in this very unique circumstances of COVID is that the economy has been opening up. People have been going back to work. Um, there is less of a need for, for consumers who have spent their government subsidy, subsidy already on their PC. And we are seeing a decline in demand in the second quarter, not a decline, but a slower rate of increase in the second quarter than we did in the first quarter where PC sales rose by 32% year on year. In the second quarter, they only rose by 5%, right? But because of the preemptive buying by the PC OEMs, they have extra inventory, right? And they don't want to be stuck with this extra inventory. So before, if they didn't have the DRAM, they would lose the sale, right? The, the, the consumer would buy an HP rather than a Lenovo. So they were willing to pay extra on the spot market to fulfill the, that order, right? So they were willing, the spot price of PC DRAM shot up dramatically, okay? And, and this is like very important to understand. And you're not, the analogy I, I, I take is in the automotive industry. Here we are talking about PC DRAM, okay? But in the automotive industry, you have things called microcontrollers. And these things do things like um, adjust the speed of your windscreen wipers or the power in your air conditioning. And they also have microchips. Where, and there was a fire at one of the large microchip um, um, uh, manufacturers, Renasus. Okay, so a $3 microchip was... $82 on the spot market because of this massive shortage, right? So General Motors and Ford were willing to pay $82 rather than $3 because they wanted to complete and assemble that $35,000 car and get it out the showroom, right? So you had this massive spike in spot pricing in microchip controllers and in PC DRAM. And my contention or argument or rebuttal with Morgan Stanley's report is that because of this intense demand for PC DRAM as people splurged on home laptops in the first quarter, quarter because they were forced to stay at home because they had a government handout to buy something new and they bought a PC, you had this spike in spot DRAM as all the OEM Competitors tried to buy the DRAM so that they wouldn't lose the sale to their competitor. Con and, and, and in the same fashion, in the second quarter, when that demand started abating, the spot price started coming down just as, as dramatically as it had spiked up. Morgan Stanley's error is confusing the spike induced by COVID as the precursor to uh, the down cycle in DRAM. So what I'm saying is there are unique circumstances that have led to this wavelet in the long-term wave of the DRAM cycle. And they are confusing this wavelet as a precursor to the decline in overall DRAM pricing. 
And very important distinction to make here is also PC DRAM prices are visible, right? But PC DRAM is only 13% of overall DRAM usage. Mobile phones is about 30%. Servers, so basically GPUs that go into machine learning, is another 30%. And PC DRAM is only 15%. So Morgan Stanley is predicating this entire argument on a small subset of the market that is visible, spot pricing in PC DRAM. Whereas the secular forces that we have that are driving this wave of 4G to 5G phones, the proliferation of um, um, artificial intelligence and neural networks and machine learning in data centers, those are secular drivers that are going to stay and are, are, are going to prevail despite this little wavelet that has been induced by COVID. Yeah, so basically, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna try to re paraphrase your argument and um, and then also okay. I, I want to kind of talk about I want to talk about some other types of drams as well and so you, you what your argument is Sonal, is that COVID there is this shot there's this spike in the spot price of dram and this was this PC dram this PC dram that yeah. let's be more clear about that so PC dram spot price spiked because of the COVID-induced demand of PCs. And because there exactly. was that spike, exactly. the baseline of comparison, the baseline of comparison is no longer at normal level. It is way high, which means that any relative way change high. based on any relative change compared to the elevated level of demand that we, are, that we have witnessed in the past year is always, it is always yeah. by default going to be much dramatic it is going to be dramatic than if we were to compare it with regular, quote unquote, regular baseline. Exactly. If we didn't have COVID. Exactly. That, that, yeah. And, and that regular baseline would be the contract price, right? That, that, that main wave, the big wave would be the contract price. But Morgan Stanley is seeing this wavelet, this ripple in the spot price and conflating that as a precursor to the ending of the DRAM cycle. Mm -hmm. And I'm giving a perfectly justifiable and supportive argument that, that there were, were unique circumstances that created this PC spike in DRAM. And, and, and there is absolutely no justification in conflating that and extrapolating that argument to the entire DRAM wave. Yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about other types of brand uh, other other types of drams in a bit. I do want to I do want to kind right. of analyze this point a, a bit more. So the baseline. Okay. So going back to my analogy of baseline relative comparison with elevated level of uh, elevated price. So if you compare those two, yeah. do you have numbers on top of your head? Like if you were, to, you know, what does that look like? Just give us kind of numbers around that. Okay. Okay, so, so, um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll give you the numbers I have, and the numbers I have, I, I know are right, okay? So, PC sales, global PC sales for the last five years, excluding 2020, for the five years prior, declined by 3.4% per annum, okay? So, that was the decline in global PC sales for 2014 to 2019. Okay, 
In 2020, PC sales went up by 5.1%, right? So the entire OEM PC manufacturers were totally unprepared for this massive rever um, transformation in their industry. Yeah, reversal from a you know, secular decline every year to a sudden boom where everybody stayed home and wanted you know, better gaming consoles, they wanted more DRAM, they wanted more powerful laptops because they were forced to stay at home, or their company told them, listen, you've got to improve your Zoom network and you, you need a new laptop. Mm -hmm. So that we had a surge in demand in 2020, which has continued into the first quarter of 2021, where the year-on-year -year comparison, even in first quarter 2021, was 32% on an elevated first quarter 2020, mm -hmm. right? In second quarter, the year-on-year -year comparison fell to 5.2%. Mm -hmm. Overall PC sales, we, as you can see, is a much, it's rising, but at a much slower magnitude, mm -hmm. right? So the second order derivative is negative, mm -hmm. right? So, so that shows that we, that is very um, well-grounded, corroborating evidence for what I'm saying that that we've had this this wavelet that was totally unexpected um, that has distorted the big cycle, and that's only PC DRAM, okay? And and because yeah, you, may, you want to jump in? Yeah. There? So that is that is the PC sales. Um, that is the PC sales yeah. number, right? Just to just to recap, 14, yeah. okay. 2014 yeah. to twenty nineteen. 2014 to 2019, it, it went down, and then from 19 it, to tw 20, that was that there was a huge it, spike it, due to COVID, and that's yeah, that's you know yeah. that definitely yeah. caught everybody off guard. Therefore, the stop the yeah. spot price jumped. Could you give us some numbers around yeah. the actual spot price trend? Not 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 off the top of my head, but if you look if you look at my article, and maybe you want to slot that on as as well. If you look at the one year. Or, or the long-term price of PC spot, okay? You'll see a big mountain going up from, say, 2016 all the way up until 18, 19, and falling in 20, uh, 2019. And, I, and then you'll see a little hillock, which is the spike we're seeing now in 2020 and first quarter 2021. So if you go to my report, you will see a, a, a little picture of a one-year um chart of spot pricing which is kind of like an uh, a, a very sharp up and down basically a hillock and in the five-year chart you'll see a big hill and a little hillock okay um, and i'm saying that little hillock is caused by very explicable circumstances induced by covid and it is a big mistake for morgan stanley to e extrapolate that argument into the entire DRAM cycle. That, that little hillock I'm talking about in PC DRAM, we're talking about 40 to 50% rise from November, say November 2020 to March 2021. We're talking about a 40 or 50% rise in PC DRAM. And then it coming down just as fast. Okay, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but if you look at the the my the article, maybe Beko, you can slot in a, a picture of that. Yeah. So if you 
I just want to one one more thing on that on that point. If you were to take yeah. that wavelet out of the equation, what would a yeah. normal wave look like? In other words, in other words, um, if the peak, if the peak isn't in Q three Q four of twenty twenty one, yeah, where is the yeah. peak in your model? Okay, so honest answer, I don't know. Okay, but I think definitely a lot higher than this wavelet. So again, think about um, uh, the Loch Ness, where you have a, a, a big inverted U and then a little U. Okay, this little U in, in inverted U, the little hillock now is is just a little ripple going towards the peak in two thousand and eighteen and nineteen which is about, let me get the numbers just a second, 100% higher, okay? So from the base of the little hillock, say we've had a 10 or 20% little hillock, the peak of the big hill is 100% higher. So I'm saying that this, this next wave up, this is just going to be a little squiggle as it goes up to the 100%. And I think it will go higher than the 100%, right? Because when we talk about the underlying supply and demand picture, we have far more discipline in the suppliers and a much wider demand end use of mobile memory. So I believe, given the very um, significant barriers to entry of new suppliers, the new hill going into the new wave will eclipse the last wave. So we're talking another 100% up, in my opinion, at a minimum, but nobody knows, okay? I just think looking at the supply and demand profile that the 2018-19 peak will be a pale reflection of the next peak given the limited orderly supply expansion and the much wider demand-based that DRAM is facing. Okay, so if I if I understand your your argument correctly, you're you're basically betting, Sonal. You your argument, your thesis is that yeah. the demand is not is not going away. Demand will continue. Is it? It will it exactly. will absolutely continue. And and we're talking about not just DRAM overall. We're talking about PC DRAM specifically on this one. Yeah. PC yeah. DRAM yeah. specifically. Okay. So, so so yeah. Okay, PC DRAM specifically, let me tell you a point. So after the Morgan Stanley report, the head of business for Micron, the chief business officer, had a, a, a conference, at the, a, a technology conference, where he specifically said, and you'll, you'll see it in my report, where he said that we are experiencing weakness on the low-end consumer side, but there's a whole corporate upgrade cycle in the corporate PC market because of Windows 11. Right? We are seeing a whole refresh of the corporate PC, which is far more DRAM intensive than the, 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 the home PC, right? because it needs to be more powerful. The corporate DRAM, the corporate PC cycle is looking very good. That's the first thing, okay? That where I'm, I'm totally confident that I'm, I'm right and, and Morgan Stanley have confused this little wavelet in PC DRAM as the big picture, and they've got it wrong. It's it's a wavelet 
in the big wave. PC DRAM only represents 15% of overall DRAM, right? That's the yeah. other point. Can we, can we, let's, we, let's, we, let's put a pen on yeah. that one, Sonal. Let's put a pen on that one. I, I, I want to go back to I want to go back to the point that you're you're just making there because I think oh, fundamentally it goes down it, to me it sounds like fundamentally it comes down to the demand question the demand you're saying exactly. is that demand is ultimately you're saying it's not flaccid it is going to continue it's going to be very robust in the coming years yeah. therefore yeah. it is not peaking it is it is only going to continue that's kind of your stance exactly. and a lot of that is driven by the demand and. I guess my question was, uh, where is that demand? analysis? Yeah. And my question yeah. was, where is that Detailed demand? Detailed analysis of the demand. Where is that yeah. demand coming from? I think yeah. there's a little bit of delay. Okay. <laughs> where is that demand yeah. coming yeah. from? And I think you kind of answered that question there with uh, corporate world. Yeah. Could you maybe talk a little bit more about that in particular? Okay. Okay. So, so I've covered the corporate PC cycle. Okay. Windows 11 needs twice as much DRAM as Windows 10. Okay, so so the, 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 the amount of DRAM that will be needed in your corporate new PC will be twice as much as the one that used Windows 10. Okay, point number one. Point number two is, that's, so we, that's the PC cycle, okay, which, which dominated the world in the 90s. The PC cycle, and that's again a mistake or an error by Morgan Stanley, by predicating their entire view on, on, on PC DRAM, which is now just a 15% slice of the DRAM pie. The other two big slices of the DRAM demand are mobile DRAM. Okay, so when you go from your 4G to your 5G phone, you use three to six times as much DRAM because of all the edge computing and videos and... Um, increased navigation software, etc., that you need on your 5G phone. Okay, the higher bandwidth that the 5G phone enables requires extra digital memory at the edge on your phone so that you can use it effectively, right? So we're going to see a three or to five or six-fold increase per phone when a phone goes from a 4G to a 5G phone. The other big vector is is artificial intelligence and machine learning in data centers. As you know, um, data centers are growing exponentially, that people like Facebook, we, our data is their customer, okay, is their revenue. They basically collect all our data and they use our information to predict what we're going to buy and what we're going to think and what we're going to say next. And they can only do this by very sophisticated machine learning techniques, which use graphic processor units to to find patterns that even you and I are unconscious of in our behavior, right? And they use these very complex machine learning algorithms, which have high usage of DRAM and NAND, but especially DRAM, so that they can find relationships in our behavior that will predict our future behavior better than we know it, right? Things like more, 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 more naive things or more in, innocent things like navigation, okay? Seeing for a car means incredible amount of memory at the edge. You can't communicate with the cloud. That memory has to be in your vehicle to 
interpret and analyze and, and understand and see the pedestrian walking ahead of you? Or is that a cellophane bag or is that a little girl that is flying across the road, right? All that analytics needs to be at the edge. So we don't even know how much DRAM level 5 FSD uh, modules will take, but they think it could be up to so, 100 gigawatts. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, so so all like, all of that all of that demand, right? The edge computing, yeah. like data centers, AI, that all that all yeah. makes sense. But let, let's go back to yeah. the spot price because ultimately like demand like huge yeah. You know, voracious appetite for memory. We all understand where the yeah. world is going. Totally yeah. get that. But then ultimately, yeah. there are competitors yeah. in the space. And, you know, it's a supply and demand yeah. question. If there's more supply, then it doesn't really... Exactly. I mean, it sort of evens exactly. everything out. Yeah. And so really the question Absolutely. is, really the question is, how is the spot price going to behave in the face of all these demands? And do you, yeah. I mean, and, and one of the things that, that was, that is pretty obvious here is because there was this huge shock to the system, supply shock to the system, exactly. we had this huge spike because exactly. of the COVID, because of the, you know, OR, uh, yeah. um, OEMs, you know, demand shock, or sorry, yeah. demand shock, yeah. demand shock. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so having said that. PC, there was a why huge, am I so convinced? There was a yeah, huge spot. There was a huge spike of PC DRAM spot price, but then if exactly. if we all know that this is coming, right? This AI revolution or whatever edge computing, you know, yeah, all of that, yeah, and you know, suppliers are preparing for preparing for that for the ramp up. The couldn't yeah. you couldn't you make couldn't you not couldn't you make the argument that the spot price is actually going to be pretty relatively stable if we if we if we know all of this going forward and therefore it's not really going to yeah. affect the the share price of micron yeah okay okay great question okay so this goes down more to the fundamentals okay so we've talked about the wavelet and the wave and the spike in spot now the question becker has asked me now is very valid in terms of how am i so sure that the long-term pricing for DRAM is going to be promising, is going to be positive and upwardly sloping, okay? And after detailed analysis of the supply and demand curves, um, I am convinced that we are still at the cusp of the next cycle in DRAM pricing. We've, uh, we've talked quite a bit about the demand side. The other very important point is the supplier side, okay? We, we have now got an oligopoly of suppliers. We have basically three names, Micron, Samsung, and SK Hynix, who represent 97% of the DRAM globally produced, okay? It is, it is a golden opportunity for them to make money. Historically, there, there would be people always fighting each other to get a slightly higher market share. Now we have disciplined suppliers who can only add capacity at a monumental increase in fixed cost, right? You can't just tweak a number and get out more production because these things are running at 98% efficiency anyway. You need to build a new foundry, which takes two years and $5 billion to, to produce 50,000 silicon wafers a month, right? So we have a very predictable supply curve. 
because of the um, capital barrier to entry, $5 billion to build a new, new foundry, the intellectual property involved in getting to make current contemporary dram and nan, right? You, you've got four decades of patents and trademarks that need to be licensed and learned to be used correctly to make contemporary dram today. So the rate of increase in the supply curve is very easy to map out because there's only three players. And in, in a normal kind of situation, right, there was always an incentive to push your production up a little bit, like in you know OPEC, where you always hear about some member of the cartel cheating, right? When you have 12, 20 players, there is far more scope to cheat, to tweak your production up slightly, right? But here you only have three players and, and, and they can't just tweak it, right? Because they need to build a whole new bloody plant for $5 billion before they have a step jump in, in, in supply. And none of the players are interested in committing to that $5 billion supply expansion until the demand side has grown large enough to accommodate that additional supply. So we have a very orderly expansion in supply with a proliferation of demand, which I can only tell you that this little wavelet, being confused for the big wave in memory, will be one of the biggest errors in Morgan Stanley history and one of the biggest achievements of mine in identifying it. <laughs> so Sonal, I mean, this, this all sounds, this all sounds really interesting. It's just, um, you know, to your point about PCs, PC DRAM and the focus on PC DRAM as the crux of their argument, despite the fact that it's only 15% of all their DRAMs, yeah. it, it sounds like, it sounds like such a simple, it sounds like yeah, a, an obvious yeah. I, thing that, that you know, if twelve analysts yeah. are looking at it, it, it seems unrealistic yeah. that they would miss something like that. Make, make 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 such a stupid mistake. Yeah. Okay. So I I I I can't answer for their uh, their stupidity, but I'll try. <laughs> um, no, no, that's not a good statement. I, as I said, it's a good report in terms of identifying very important current data weakness in PC DRAM. Okay. They also claim okay for, for first i'll go back one step they've overemphasized pc dram as a precursor to all dram right mm. however dram has become more specialized okay it, 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 previously dram was more fungible between various different uses right so if there was an overflow of pc dram it could drift into mobile dram or into server dram right so they're, 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 they made two errors. One, the PC cycle is not as prominent as they think it is. It's only 15% of PC DRAM. Two, you can't have, it's not fungible, right? It's become specialized to the extent that you can't just shift PC DRAM into server DRAM because the integrated circuit it fits on the, 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 the channels which it connects to into your server is not the same. So Micron always says that they've become more specialized um, and, and, and 
they make this, this point also on, on this little PC cycle. They say low-end Chromebooks and laptops is where there is weakness. However, that doesn't affect us so much because we are more focused on the corporate, corporate PC cycle. And we see a very, well, not very, we see a promising future in terms of the, the, the upgrade, which will be catalyzed by Windows 11. Okay, so how could Morgan Stanley make this error? I think, I think one, they, they've jumped the gun in, in, in the wavelet being the wave. Um, and, and, and also that spot pricing in PCs is, is a real-time indicator, okay? You don't have spot pricing in servers or, or mobile because the, the customer is Apple or NVIDIA. So the, the, the spot pricing is invisible. It's opaque. You don't know what the spot pricing is. Um, and, and you will only learn what the contract pricing is when Micron and NVIDIA and Samsung report their earnings. And then you will see that the spot pricing was a real-time indicator of contract pricing at that time. However, the PC spike that you see now, that Morgan Stanley is um, saying presages the top of the dram cycle, in my opinion, is wrong. So despite the fact we've seen earnings estimates drift down slightly from July to August, incorporating the current weakness in PC dram, we are going to see earnings estimates start rising again as PC DRAM turns out of the wavelet into the bigger wave. Um, it seems like the key critical point that you made there is that they believe that PC is a is a harbinger for everything else to come and there and as as exactly. well as the fungibility aspect of it or I guess because of the fungibility aspect of it you can easily yeah. have a you know a logical you know transferable logic where if this yeah. is happening to the PC market exactly. this is going to happen to yeah. everything else in the dram yeah. space yeah. I, I feel like that's yeah. that's what they are saying here yeah. and to and, to your yeah. point and, it is and, 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 and sorry, I must add, they've wrongly, they've wrongly interpreted the unique circumstances induced by COVID, right? If we didn't have this little wavelet, they would not have predicted the end of the dram cycle, right? But they, they, they've confused this little wavelet, which is induced by very particular lockdowns and conditions due to COVID, as the wave. Right. So, 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 so not, not only so, have, yeah. So what, what, um, what was their, do you know what was their prediction? Like, let's say what was their, what was well, their prediction in terms of the end of this cycle right before COVID, let's say. Previously. Yeah. No. So as I said, uh, the, the, the analyst had a $105 target for Michael on the 28th of June. Okay. So, and, and that was, um, around the median of, of share prices. So on the 28th of June, he thought Micron was worth $105. Um, and, and it was probably 70 or 80 then. Um, he, they, they, so what was their prediction? Their prediction was that Micron's earnings would continue to rise 
and the share price would follow that earnings trajectory upwards. They've slashed their targets because they feel this is the end of the DRAM cycle and Micron's share price will follow the DRAM spot price rather than uh, and, and, and go down. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if that answers your question. That, that's been their big chain. So from sure, June 28th they, to now... You don't have a number atop your head about on um, on the prediction as to when this cycle would would have been no, would and have they ended don't say if COVID didn't yeah, exist. Yeah. No, they, they I, I haven't read the old report, but but um, I I will say that the average pre-COVID, okay, I'm just guessing now, but I'd say the average price target for Micron was about hundred and ten dollars, and still is. Morgan Stanley is an outlier here in having a $75 target. The current median analyst target price is about $110, $120, okay? My view is that the demand supply landscape that I have picked, uh, 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 conveyed to you now indicates a much higher price. So in terms of valuation, I think we will have a re-rating of Micron to reflect the shedding of its cyclical stipes in the sense that it will no longer make losses during a trough cycle. And due to the much diversified end market that they face, they're not un um, unusually dependent on either mobile or servers or PCs. They have a much wider and deeper demand curve. The combination of being more profitable and less dependent on any one industry warrants a re-rating of the share price. So the current EV to EBITDA ratio of Micron is about 9. I think it could easily get to 19, probably 30, but I'm at the moment saying 19. As people start understanding the transformation in the digital memory landscape. Very good. Very good. Awesome. I think we covered a lot of topic. Uh, this is really an interesting yeah. discussion. If you guys want to learn more about this, uh, please check out Sunnel's writing at Seeking Alpha. Uh, it is called Reports of the Early Winter Are Greatly Exaggerated. Published, greatly exaggerated. Published in September, September 8th, uh, 2021. So please go check that out. And if you want to stay in touch with him, you can email him, find him on um, Seeking Alpha. I can also put you know put put some links uh, in the show notes below. Any any last words, yeah. Sunil? Yeah, thank thank you for putting me on the spot, there, Beko. Well done. You you made me really um, dig deep to find my conviction in the stock. No, that's great. So thank you for that. No, this is this is all, it's always it's always a pleasure to have you on, Sonal. Hope uh, hope we can have hope we can have you have you back on here in the in the near future. Good. Yeah, under operation revitalization, I'm sure that will be in the very near future. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Thanks everybody. Bye.